Welcome, everybody. And today is our first attempt of doing this in English. So bear with us as Patrick follows along and might be a little on the slower side. And I will make sure you guys can understand me well. So today we meet again in our fantopia of... <laughs> Of, of Elon to the moon. <laughs> I, I, I had to note for everybody, it seems that we are engaging in a little bit of a fanboy attitude towards our idol, potentially Antichrist, conspirator, <laughs> the, conspirator deluxe. It's not, which, not my idol. <laughs> To, to which degree I have some conspiracy theories today that we may or may <laughs> not want to touch on. But, but as, it, as it stands, our, our theme today is the recently exploded attempt of a rocket start. A su successful one. Well, it was a successful start, but it wasn't a successful entry into the stratosphere. But they're not well. Eighteen kilometers. Well, well, well. The rocket made it eighteen kilometers high and went into spin, which looked hilarious because I was following the speed, and as it was starting to spin and it came back towards us, it slowed visibly down. Then it spun around <laughs> and it sped up and it started forming a. A terribly fatal elliptical orbit. Well, I, I just played Kerbal Space Program two half an hour ago, and I tried to reconstruct what happened. The super heavy and okay. the uh, starship. Well, I made it to the moon and back. Okay, bravo! So you, so so basically, so I, he I should could... hire you. Definitely. SpaceX, SpaceX should hire you on the, on the experience of a video game. You know how to perform astrophysics. I, yes. <laughs> and that's well, an immediate hire with, for me. It's developed with the ESA. Okay. Okay. So it's, sure. so, so it's, so it's somewhat accurate. Yeah, it is. Uh, sure. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 anyhow anyhow to to back to the theme at hand here so was this a special rocket or was that just like any other spacex uh, rocket no. of the super, 35 super heavy okay. super heavy and the uh, spacex uh the you know, starship is the largest rocket ever built. okay it's like and... 120 meters high Ooh. and <clears throat> the uh super heavy rocket is the largest booster ever built yeah okay so raptor engines so right like there was like some 30... kind of special because they like to reuse it okay as all of the parts yeah yeah so so i gathered that too from this little video that i was watching about it that even the booster rocket so normally even what on a spacex they wouldn't they on the spacex when it lands they only use the uh the the basically the delivery end of the rocket, right? So the boosters don't get reused on the SpaceX, but it does land back. Am I wrong mm -hmm. on that? But they, but they can land the whole rocket again. All depends of on the, the boosters. Mm -hmm. Depends okay. on the rocket they use. Okay. That, that's his... And and was this supposed to be? So I read first of all, I was very impressed. I read um, in twenty twenty two he received. Uh, uh, SpaceX alone received a two billion dollar fund of the twenty four billion that NASA gets, so they they received basically like ten percent of the NASA budget. So I I mean I understand they carry out like the majority of NASA missions now, or does NASA actually still actively use their own rockets, or are they completely reliant on SpaceX? I'm not quite sure because the last um, pickups from the uh space station yeah were made with the spacex right rockets yeah so i think and, uh, nasa yeah. is focusing most likely in more on the research development and yeah while well, working on the ISS and like 
international space station research, that kind of stuff, Hubble Space Telescope, the new space telescope that was pushed up. So um, I guess I guess this shuttle also was supposed to be like, I read that uh, SpaceX is supposed to develop the next uh, lunar landing module, right? So I'm guessing that they're like practicing for the lunar landing with the with the ultra heavy, right? They're not practicing the lunar landing right now. They're practicing a flyby, which yeah, 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 yeah. Be was this it... year. Oh, will it be this year? Um, did you know that there is a, you, you know, Elon has a lot of companies. And today I was surprised what companies he founded in the last years. Did you okay. ever hear from Dear Moon Project? What? Dear Moon Project. Dear Moon Project. No. I've never heard about that. It's like flying some okay. celebrities to the moon and back this year with the Super Heavy and the Starship. And the commander, so he, will, be, the commander so, will be Yusaku Maitsawa. So he wants to. So he wants to be the one that, for real, that markets space travel, not the like wannabe shit from Virgin, where you just, just fly up. You want to be like the actual like. Uh, here is a fucking month travel. Like, how long is that trip? Week. It's a week. It's a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, think, like, still though. I think he likes to prove that normal people. Oh, that you can, can commercialize can do that it? trip. Yeah, he wants I, to go to yeah, Mars. Right. So, the, the whole crew from Dear Moon <clears> is like, you, you know, Steve Aoki. Yeah. One of the okay. passengers, a crew member. And then you have Steve Tim Aoki. Dodd. Steve Aoki. Tim Dodd is a okay. science communicator, yeah. YouTuber. And so you have Japanese, U.S. citizens. A Czech one, British, American, Indian, Korean, and most like they are from sport and athletics, musicians. Like the influencer kind of deal. <laughs> that will the, be the Indian, bro, the Indian guy is a television producer. Oh my god, that would be like the that would be like the hugest TV spectacle ever because you know it's not just them flying up there. It's like the whole spaceship is just a giant camera flying through space. <laughs> no, no. Basically and like shooting it back to earth for everybody to see. That's the exactly what it be. The commander is Yusaku Matsuyama and he will be well, obviously, the guy need, flying this ship. Obviously, you need an experienced astronaut, but like, you're, you're like, really, we're gonna like, I mean, okay, first, let me ask this question Is this, um, in our spacefaring age, I don't have an issue with like, you know, your your Red Bull dude flying up in a hot air balloon and going to the stratosphere, like maybe the Virgin Mobile people being shot off a plane and going up in a jet to like see what it's like. But this is like real space exploration, quote unquote. And do you think we are already close enough to make a a, a, a PR mockery out of it? Because here's the problem, right? Like, if you go through with this, and this is not a, like, militarily supervised NASA, like, down to the T, everybody there, and this is just, like, a private PR kind of gag, and that goes wrong. Like, they fly up there, and this <laughs> shit, like, this shit, like, explodes, and it's on spin. Like, you know, like it just goes in an unnatural spin and kapoof. Here's like the most famous people in the world and influencers dying on camera while being live streamed. Maybe not the most like, you know, like that kind of sort of reminds me yeah. of when the Chinese back in the like 1300s started exploring like India and Africa and then we're like no we're shutting it down and burned their fleet down because something went wrong but 
I think Elon is a perfectionist, so okay, they, yeah. they won't start until the whole thing okay. can start, land again. And I think this was the actual goal this time, just to go into stratosphere and then make it <laughs> nearly around the Earth okay. and then land again. But I'm Which, not quite like, sure if, if the landing was planned. Okay, well, yeah, or, I mean, like they said, it kind of sort of drops somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Like, I mean, like that's kind of sort of like vague. Because the, the other rockets they tested the last years, they are able to land again. Pinpoint, right? On, on like, a spot like 10 to 10 meters. Yeah, exactly. But like, I mean, I mean, like, to me, I, I'm sort of on the fence whether that's a good idea. Like, to to make that already a public kind of thing at this point, I think is too too soon. Maybe like with trained astronauts, sponsored, do all all the things you want, sure. But like, I, I mean, like, okay, I get it. It, it it's like he must probably have to like think to take. He'll probably have to take SpaceX public. Maybe that's like an event they're trying to like pre, uh, 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 like foreshadow SpaceX going public. Yeah, it's already. It's not. It's still no, it's funded. Not public. No, it's, it's not public. It's funded again, and again, and again. Like nine point four billion till now. Yeah. But here, so here there's no commercial use. Yeah, interesting. He likes to hold commercialize on, hold on. it. Hold on. The first things first, though. Even though the company is private, he is the primary funder, right? So, or or like he is a primary funding source for SpaceX, personal funding source. There are other fucking people, but I, I, as I understand it, he also personally invests into the company. And, and given that track record, like you can see even Tesla stock when that shit exploded, went down from like 180 to 160 to 140 or 180 to 160. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It was like a $20 differential in one day. So like to some degree, you have to say it's already kind of publicly funded through companies like Tesla and other investors. And then obviously you have NASA, which is like the, the taxpayer essentially fucking paying for it, which is also weird to me how NASA can really give that much funding and rely on a secondary company like that. But then again, they're just, they're just a government yeah. agency giving out contracts. So like, that's and actually, yeah, never mind. Scratch it's that. It's useful for the uh, taxpayers. Yeah, yeah, because the private company is going to try to minimize costs versus a government-funded thing that just spends yeah. and doesn't care about cost efficiencies. And the right. taxes don't go into the NASA. But but also, amount, like, let me let me go back to a point though that you said, uh, where Elon is a perfectionist. You remember that 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 sh YouTube short where the YouTuber made him aware of that cooling cycle, that it would also be good to have it on the main rocket and not just the booster. <laughs> so like, okay, like perfectionist, I don't know, man. Like he even was on yeah, Joe Rogan. He's not, he's not he into rocket the, science. Okay, but he was on the Joe Rogan report like a day after the explosion or two days after. I'm not sure which one it was. And he's like, Joe is like, so how do you plan for this? And he's like, well, I kind of sort of don't have any business plan for SpaceX. That's literally what he ver no. verbatim yeah, said. Yeah, but that's not true. His main goal is to build up a station on the moon. Okay. And go to Mars. So, yeah, because like that's the only feasible way for us to travel to Mars right now is to use the moon as a launch pad and then to have an actual rocket launch from the moon because you don't have as much... Uh, 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 what gravity. is it? Mag yeah, you don't have as much gravity to break and get to the to a higher set of acceleration. Like he could accelerate a rocket much faster off the moon, right? Think about think about just the same principle, but like with ten percent of the resistance. That's right? why the Starship is completely refuelable in space, right? 
So, so do you think and that will be like <coughs> a half year trip? One year what, to go Mars? to Mars? Mm-hmm. If if launched one way, <laughs> yeah, one way, one way. Well, first of all, they wouldn't be able to build a rocket at current rate technology and sizes I, it, to that starship. To go back, it's starship. No, but what I mean is you can't build right i don't think you have enough capacity to build a rocket that can go from here to mars stay in orbit have a landing module and be outfitted with enough fuel to make it back from mars to here it is starship he wants that thing is supposed star- to do that thing yeah and, because, and do you round trip. Refill, because you could go with the super heavy and the starship into okay. the stratosphere go into orbit around the earth Refuel mm-hmm. Starship again. Right. Then Starship is going to Mars or using the moon as a kicker. Then going to Mars or right. Mars. And you could send another rocket to oh, Mars to refuel, to refuel Starship okay. and see. then go back. Yeah, it would be sort of like a dynamo. Okay, I got mm-hmm. you. Like, okay. All right. Okay. I, you I, need, I can but, see that logic. Imagine. Little starship around Mars, and a little rocket is coming on to refuel starship. And so it has to air rain. courses need yeah, to match, yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. quite difficult to calculate to when you're yep. leaving Earth to arrive there. I mean, and like I'm not a rocket scientist, okay, but I okay. tried this. Well, well, they had the program too. Well, but but here's the reality. That's why you have pilots, and that's why you have flight, and that's why they have onboard navigation and onboard correctional systems like you just have to make it in the in a close vicinity and then the approaches is what matters mind you the approach is also what can fuck up and the spaceships collide and explode and it's just a giant fucking disaster (laughs) you know like i mean to me it's like i i think like to me the whole thing is I find rocket technology for space travel seems so crude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it just seems like when we look at sci-fi series like uh, Star Trek Trek and Warp, that kind of technology makes more, like, sense to me where they have, like, some sort of reactor or, like, I mean, like, basically more like thinking on the lines of solar sails and you have, like, you're driven by photons, mm-hmm. right? That, to me, makes much more sense than the use of um, uh, fuels. And then also, like, to me, here's here's my, like, here's sort of my issue with the whole thing, right? Most of this is hydrogen and oxygen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they use pretty much hydrogen and oxygen only, right? So what, like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, mind you, that might sound funny, but this is uh, taking off atoms from this planet and, <laughs> like... I knew that this would come from. Finitely removing them, right? So, like, does this, like, is there, like, I mean, like, okay, SpaceX, he wants to put how many satellites of 35,000? 34,000? Starlink, you mean? Uh, Starlink, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wants to put 34,000 satellites up. Yeah, but... How many satellites have been put up and how much uh, out-of-orbit rocket travel has occurred since we've space explored? Like, but... don't you see that, like, skyrocketing and, like, maybe being, like, a, a severe environmental, it's... like, impact? No, nothing is yet. No, I mean, like, no, not missing, missing but... But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, (laughs) listen, like, look, the stratosphere in general on a daily basis loses several tons of fucking matter. And at the same rate, several tons of matter impact on the earth in in terms of molecular weight. Like, there's actually like somewhat of a balance in our ionosphere in in coming and outbound. That's at least what, what I got taught in atmospheric chemistry. Yeah, but but when you shoot up a rocket, a meteorite is coming down. 
Yeah, I mean, like, is that matter exchange enough? Like, I don't know, man. I'm just throwing Again, a question out here. No like, for matter exchange, I don't think anybody is thinking about that. Okay. All right. So then, then I mean, like, okay, the argument that because I because it's like before... if you, you and me are in the same room, yes, and breathing the same air. Correct. I'm not stealing your air. No, of course you're not stealing my air. But what I'm saying is, if you and I are standing in a room and there's a little rocket that flies out of that room 20 times a fucking day, and it takes like a like a, a, a I don't know like a quarter of a of a cube cubic meter with it okay. of the air so that's in the room. I come into your room, take a deep breath, hold my breath. And go outside your room. You're close. So we never have to share air again. Oh my god, that's not what I mean. Don't be stupid. I know, but okay. For me, for me, okay. So, so an issue. Well, we know. Look, to me, it's more so the issue. We know that like plane travel has atmospheric impact. So what I'm saying is. What kind of impact are we looking at at the at the exponential rate at which um, rocket travel is expanding right now? Because before he started putting up that many, there was like maybe like I don't know how many launches were there a year, like maybe like five or six globally, like here and there a new a new a new satellite needs to go up. I think but that's pretty think much even it. More, I think even more. more. Okay, but let's say it's a hundred, right? Let's say it's globally a hundred between all the powers that are participating in space. He is putting up thirty-two thousand in five years. He's putting up more than I think like fifteen or twenty satellites a day to make Starlink work. Sixty sixty satellites per trip. Yeah. Or a hundred. And how many trips does he do a day? I don't know if they they're still shooting the uh, Starlink rockets up there. Well, they I'm must be. Sure. Because wasn't it between to till twenty twenty five or twenty thirty five that he wanted? To the last something? numbers I I read was like one million users in December twenty twenty two for Starlink internet. Yeah. So, it's increasing, but I've never heard that they are still shooting up the rockets with the satellites okay i think they have a base net right now and then right. they will expand it once you get the successful user numbers okay fair enough okay i mean like i'm just it, it, it's to me it's like impressive and concerning at the same time just because i said i think it's a crude technology and 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 like you know we we haven't been traveling by rocket long enough to really know what it's going to do because he likes to develop the uh, humanity into another level okay so do you think do it's you a good idea been... do you think like to me it's like do you think it's a good idea to to focus so much right now on leaving the planet and forming like a space station or forming like a colony on mars then it would be more important to say, hey, let's focus on some global issues first. Yeah, and save the planet. That, that was my first um, idea because he someday said that it's necessary for humanity to go to other planets and use their resources. So I thought it was like, we're fucking up our planet right now. So right? let's go to another planet and, and fuck, fuck it up also it up. and then okay. like become Mars, a fucking... there's, there's no real atmosphere yeah whatever go underground nothing to lose fine yeah and that was strange because there's the so-called kardashev scale kardashev yes Kardashev. correct what's kardashev the name is kardashev so and yes. I know the Type I know one, the scale two, too. Three, yeah. four, five. We're only like We've, point no. three of yeah. the first level. We've I never think. reached one, and he tries to get us to now the type one of the scale. 
Well, no, no. Technically, technically, he would move us closer to type two because two is the solar, right? Yeah, but two, two is where is you're in your solar the system. Energy of your solar system. Yeah. So that means you need a a sphere around your sun. No, 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 no. So the first level of the Kardashev scale is that you have full control over the energy of your planet. The second level of the Kardashev scale is that you start utilizing the resources in your solar system. The third level is that you start utilizing the energy of your solar system. Type There's a difference. Harnessing the energy radiated by its own large star. Yes, but that's not the same as building a Dyson sphere around it and what you're trying to describe. What I you're trying to describe is when you're in like the Kardashev 5 scale. Wait. When you're galactic. For example, by means of the successful completion of a Dyson sphere. That's no, that's, that's not level 2 already. What? True. What? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Okay, so we, never mind. Really? Far away to reach Fuck. type So one. for every so <clears throat> for our for our non-nerdy listeners, what is a Dyson sphere? A Dyson sphere is a the- theoretical megastructure of solar panels built around the entirety of the sun. Oh, to put that in, or partial, but nonetheless, one would have to build a grid around the size of the sun, given that the the Earth, just for perspective, fits into our sun a couple of million times. I think one can appreciate the scale of what is being talked about when talking going from a scale one on the scale to a scale two. <laughs> three is then expanding... Over galactic the whole right galaxy your yeah. own galaxy you're in yeah well but, but okay so let's 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 stay on this point for a second because i like this theoretically thinking right because here's what you have to realize when you go from the stage two to galactic colonization then that colonization and the technology that the species will have at that point will mean that colonization becomes exponential mm-hmm. because it is not it is not a function of gradual growth at this point anymore because a one must one will most likely be able to travel so fast that distance is not an obstacle anymore which means resource exchange is so fast that in fact there's no more limit to to discovery and for each planet after one or two generations it will be able to basically colonize another planet so that would also that would theoretically also likely mean that given the fact that we have not been contacted yet by aliens or by a civilization that would have made it to that scale that in fact our universe does not contain a species of that technological advanced advancement, uh, that level of advancement. It could be two reasons. Following me though? Do you follow my reasoning there? Yeah, the universe, our whole universe is too large. Too young. Or too young. I think I think I think we're still too young, so and that potentially that even humans type type three yeah. would take another thousands. Well, no, 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 no. No, I think I think it's different. I think we actually have like so. So our our current universe is what thirteen point six billion years old. I think, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's roughly the number, right? So I think what you're seeing is that in order for conscious life the way we have it right now to exist you need about approximately let's say 13 billion years worth of development of core development in the universe like as a base level you know what i mean though like i mean the formation of stars the formation of eventual solar systems then the formation of planets galaxies before so 
<clears throat> could have been a lot. No, of no, 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 no. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking. We're talking only about. First of all, we're only talking about the Milky Way. In specific, we're only talking about the Milky Way because a because species type is four, not, type four. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not intergalactic yet. I think intergalactic. That's a whole nother fucking shitstorm. But let's just <laughs> let's just think about our Milky Way, right? I'm saying what we're likely seeing in the Milky Way right now is that there's been like 13 billion years of development, the formation of stars, the formation of solar systems, planets, yada, yada, yada. And right now, humanity might actually be one of the first species that is starting to approach the level one to start um, the, the, the expansion on that scale. And quite frankly, I believe the the... This is most likely a logarithmic scale that's that shortens itself, right? I think the first developments are much, much longer than like for example, the step from a cheap from going from a zero to a one will most likely be ten to a hundred to a thousand times longer than it is from a stage one to two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in, in, that, in that perspective, even if we're thinking about our computing capacity right now, how fast that is growing on an annual basis, where were we 100 years ago? What's 100 years in comparison to a timescale of a million, right? Like current human society is only really like 30,000 years old from like your hunter-gatherer till now. And we went from using stone tools... Mm-hmm. to going to space. So 30,000 years, now that we are biologically equipped enough, has brought us that far technologically. That would tell me that the next step to go to finish level one and then go to level two is most likely only like several thousand years. So it could very well be that like by, let's say by the year yeah, but- uh, uh, 2200, 2300 we colonized just 4.5 billion years old correct so our universe like 13.7 yeah milky way is also thought that's quite interesting because the milky way is also thought to be 13.6 billion years old correct so we we should be one of the oldest galaxies existing no technically that's not true because all the galaxies are technically the same age because they the matter for those galaxies sprung into existence at the big bang the formation of the galaxy however right may so, appear uh, in different speeds right what if there have been some planets which are now seven billion years old right and they made it r- years million years before us to type two type yeah. three yeah so even then it's quite impossible even if they're in our milky way that they, that they com- may have never reached us right correct how well again is there is there even an interest right billions and billions and billions <clears throat> of planets yeah again like is there a a is there an interest b what the, what do you understand on the colonization right do you start colonizing a planet once you reach the carrying capacity or do you just start colonizing everything that there is once you are powerful enough right like that's the question and ultimately to go to go back to elon's argument as to why our priority should be to explore and get a base on the moon or the mars was his answer that it is a it is a safety network for a potentially fatal meteorite or asteroid impact, right? Like or for like an extra or solar dumbness system, of humanity. Or the dumbness of humanity, right? So that you have a backup population that's in a completely separate biome. So like so far removed by firewall, like you know, it could just be. It could be as simple as a, a, a as something like let's say the zombie virus is real and everybody turns the zombies on fucking planet Earth. <laughs> Whatever, dumb example, but 
that would be a great firewall to have. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they can't spacewalk. But I think it's about <laughs> resources. I don't think it's so much about resources yet. Because ultimately... You want to, you want to build up a new colony, colony or colonization yeah. of a whole planet. If you not have in mind to use this planet's resources and probably share it to Earth if you have the technical abilities for it. Because that well, I mean like money. Okay, so so the first thing you have to realize too, colonizing another planet is not the same as us having colonized another continent. Of course the not. First, the first, like, I'm going to say probably 50 to 100 generations of us colonizing another planet are most likely just a one-directional resource flow. Nothing but, because there is no way that you land a large enough ship to have all the capabilities to industrially recreate what you need to build in order to establish like a habitable space on Mars. Like you, you're can, talking factories you, here. But if you can use the resources on the surface of a planet. Correct. Or. Yeah, of large, course. No, 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 large, no, 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 no. Like no, don't get me wrong. 3D printers. You could print houses. Sure, sure. So, sure. But there, what I'm saying is... is you need to bring the shit there first. You need to bring all those printers there. You need to bring the infrastructure to make all the shit first. So that is what I'm saying when I'm saying there's like humans, water, and like fundamental resources and machinery flowing to that planet for the first so many years until there's enough the, infrastructure to reproduce. The plan itself. for Starship is okay. this thing lands on Mars and refuel itself because of the atmosphere of Mars. Because Go on. So, there is the plan, an easy way to go back. You don't need to dig for any oil. So what, what? Okay, what is it taken out of the atmosphere that's going to fuel it with? Hydrogen, oxygen, and there's oxygen in the in the in the Martian atmosphere. Slightly, but you. Don't I know there's a lot. I know there's a shit ton of carbon dioxide, and that's what they're using. Oh, okay. So they're going to shoot a gas refinery up there, but still, mm -hmm. ultimately, ultimately, that's Include what I'm trying to get to, the, though, uh, right? Like, but think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, you have to think of the like, what's the lift capacity of this thing? Even if the lift capacity of Starship is ten thousand tons, which it probably isn't. It would take so many trips to effectively bring like the basic factory like things that would need to go with it. Unless it's like, unless you build a starship that has integrated all these modules to start replicating at a slow, at a like, okay, to me, it's just a logistical issue of how get, how, how, how much economic effort will it take to get that stuff there and is he in in a sense capable i mean like he i think he would probably become capable of doing that but like the company as it stands has a long way to grow which we he probably won't get there like do you think he can he can hit his timeline in current economic outlook to make it when, when does he want to be on mars um 2030? I, I think I so, right? I think it's Mars 2030. I think you're right. Or 2035, something like this. But he's producing rockets in a production line. Yes. Now that is... Rockets. Okay. And they're capable of landing again mm -hmm. and starting again because they can refuel them. Right. So it's a big circle he tr he's planning. So... That's he, he's smart 
that's actually the thing you need to do a quick colonization with like 20, 30, 50 people. Well, again, like, well, so I tell you this. So I, out of interest, um, a, a function, I think a functional human society requires, I think it's 1100 or 1200 people. So 1100 or 1200 with our current societal complexity, they've done experiments on that. You need about a thousand, uh, 1100 or 1200 people to have a sustainable population. But it's not, but, but he can bring them back. So there's no need for a society. No, I'm not saying he needs to think of think about bringing them back or not. What I'm saying is you need in order for you to have a sustainable town or city or, or like a, 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 a group of humans, the minimum needs to be like a I think it's like 1100 or 1200 at our current societal level. So th the challenge is basically how like I don't know how many people are supposed to be on the one way trip he's shipping up there. I think uh, 100. the starship, no, no, starship is capable to bring up nine or 10 astronauts. Okay, so there you go. So if he and can it's only a go. One year trip. So, so if he can only bring nine or 10, let's say he can bring, for easy math, let's say he can bring 10 people at a time. That means. Already, he has to make 110 trips. And it cannot be that these trips are one after the other. I highly doubt that, that he's going to have 110 of those fucking kicking around and shooting down. But he's going to need to do 110 trips. So maybe over the course of like three years, he shoots 110 of these up there. I do think there's another plan. Building up larger starships or larger... What should we call them? Spaceships? Space on bus. The, on the backside of the moon. Mm. And it's the easy well, way to well, bring them up to yeah, moon. Yeah, yeah. Well, number one, <clears throat> they wouldn't... Just pop them over to Mars. Yeah, I, I mean, like, to me, I found always, like, in the sci-fi world, I always found the idea of the... Um, and, and you've seen that in Star Wars, the... Uh, um, the the ionosphere elevators so mm -hmm. when they're at the mining worlds and you see they have the massive elevators so that the spaceships basically can dock to the planet mm -hmm. but get assembled do like to a hardwire line so i would say this is like something that we would need to develop to have effective space travel or to make assembly uh cost efficient there are thoughts to do this and to use them with lasers to push the uh, elevators up. Yeah. Okay. With I could see that. Short little explosions. Yeah. Yeah. All you have to build is like a massively large platform. Mm -hmm. But you need, you, you need a material which is strong enough to have a Docking with all the, the atmosphere, yeah, yeah, and that could be spider web, spider web or graph. I would say that's or more like carbon. like graphite. Yeah, I think I think ultimately they're gonna realize that the only way to do effective space travel is to do things like carbon, like mm -hmm. develop carbon compounds. Uh, and then also what, what you most likely have to be able to generate is also, also your field technology, because one thing I'm still so like confused about the whole, like how, how they're going to be capable of handling that is, is the Van Allen belt radiation and the general radiation exposure of those people traveling for a year in space. That is something where I'm not entirely convinced. Same thing too. How are they gonna re-emulate the shoemaker frequency in the in the actual uh, uh, spaceship? Mm -hmm. So for for again, because uh, uh, some people are listeners. Again, I'm gonna be stupid trivia, stupid trivia, Rob. Uh, 
Shoemaker frequency is the inherent frequency of the Earth's core spinning, producing an electric field on the planet. This electric field has an impact on how our brain works and how electric conductivity works in our body. So it is theorized that if you're leaving and exiting this field for an extended period of time, that body function ceases to function correctly. So you need to produce that one. Correct. You need to emulate it, right? Correct. You need to emulate it, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you need to hope that also the planet that you're going on has a similar frequency to that of earth. So like, this is another problem about colonizing that could explain as to why it is very difficult for one species to start colonizing other environments because, um, it might very well be that our biological bodies are not capable of living on other planets due to those frequency differences. And the only way we as a species could colonize is to specifically breed a species made from ours. So basically what they touched on in um, uh, the movie Titan. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. But if you don't look at that, what is this 10 people going to Mars in a small spaceship? Are they capable of keeping their anger and yeah, frustration and what if they get desperate? <clears throat> the well, what, what is that called? Issues deep space, they're deep facing spa deep space paranoia or something like that. It was called for the people that are too long in space. But even if I think being shot. <laughs> into space or to moon i know it's just a week yeah but you're in a little capsule shitting in your pants no they have toilets i know <laughs> still really weird suction toilet <laughs> it's gonna yes. be a hell of a week and you have this for one year and you have nine other people i mean and okay when you start I, to okay, don't like one a, of them here is an example that can answer that very quickly submarine crews do it all the time no but they are not they are not traveling two or three years through space yes but they're just okay but people what i'm saying is that they're submarine crews that spend several weeks contained in a tiny ass metal vessel in a pressurized environment that if the vessel goes they are and fucked then and they're they breathing thrive. air again several weeks not years okay it's like i mean only sure the sure. imagination makes sure. me crazy i i i don't again like i don't know man like that's why that's why astronauts are are specifically picked i go i don't know i don't know what your psychological requirements need to be in order to be an astronaut but i i i mean like i share your view there that like it must be extremely frightening to witness the departure from what we perceive to be solid ground and and the the reality that we live in on the planet to leave it and travel through essentially uh, to essentially fucking fall like basically you're deciding to fucking leave solid ground that's perpetually falling through space to fall through space by yourself and be removed from any and everything and not even knowing if you're going to hit the target or not. And it's like, you know, the movie Event Horizon. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great movie. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, that gives me the shivers every time, man. Oh, God. Oh, one year. <laughs> just a <sighs> tiny space and you're getting mad. Fuck for them all. The 
nine people with you and they're all fucked up because you have the machete. Bro, because that I the don't one, know, the man. one item you're able I don't know. to. I don't know now. I'm not, I don't like this podcast anymore. <laughs> this is giving me the fucking creeps right now, man. Like this is actually giving me the creepy vibes right now. Oh. I think it's easier to realize the whole thing technically. I think the really issue is the human mind. In yeah. That case. I oh my god like yeah like think about the movie Pandora mm -hmm. you see now you, you remember that one like how mess like that's that's like my my biggest fear in this endeavor would be what is the guarantee that this vessel actually approaches Mars correctly and we can even land like What is the guarantee that we even make it down to the ground? Like, I'd be hyped to start a colony and, like, you know, roll up my arms and sweat and, like, whatever. Be that scientist that makes it work somehow. I don't care. But what is my guarantee to even live to make it down to the fucking ground? <laughs> and then, like, yeah, also, like, how now, now that you bring it up, it's funny that you, like... Now it makes me think about all them, all them space films where they go to these other planets and ask, is this, like, really? Do you need to rearrange the whole, like, floor? They're shoving Wait, their beds around. Your dogs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're but shoving their beds around, but yeah, remember, that's crazy. Remember <laughs> the Martian? Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon? No, like, that, like... If you are knowingly the only and the last and only human being on the planet, I would kill myself. Fuck this. I would fucking kill myself. What's the point of carrying on? You can't carry on the species. He was planting potatoes. I mean, like, yeah, he was planting fucking potatoes. Cool. Yeah, Now, here is, here is the more interesting question. Oh, no, I can actually already answer that. So, no, no, don't, never mind. I'm not even going to say it. So, so it's an open that. question. Just ask it. Mm -mm. No, because I answered it myself because there's no rain on Mars. I was going to say, mm -hmm. even if he departed and his little thing fell apart, could it theoretically be that the plants survive and turn the planet green by natural terraforming? No. Because technically you have to think, right? Other than what is missing in the atmosphere for plants to survive, the only thing that's missing is precipitation and the right temperature. No. It has a lot of carbon dioxide. No, there is another... There are really other thoughts how the terraforming of Mars should work because the core is not spinning... Mm. So the atmosphere is not bind like our Correct. Earth atmosphere. So because gravity is not bringing, strong enough, bringing to us back all... to my original fear of us using yeah. and moving too much hydrogen out of our atmosphere. It's full Keeping circle. All the gas <laughs> on yeah. the planet. Hmm. What we're we doing now? Now we're taking it and bringing it there. <laughs> essentially and then losing half of it on a, a lose a lot of it on the way now actually technically that's also not true because we don't really lose if you theoretically think about it if you start the rocket on earth and then try to generate enough thrust most of the gas and and fuel is spent within our atmosphere and will not depart because it is within our atmosphere oh there are a lot of molecules burned in space far yeah. away from earth because of course you need but isn't most of the to get into orbit correct after you orbit okay you could do it two ways you have a stable orbit around earth yeah And then launch the rocket again and push yourself to moon or Mars. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. That burns hydrogen, oxygen, yeah, yeah, yeah. carbon dioxide, whatever. Or you start and just at the end point where we 
where you would go into orbit, you speed up again. Yeah, so with a second booster or yeah, like a second phase rocket. After you're going to an, uh, another planet or moon, you need to reduce your speed because otherwise you just would make a turn and go back. Or right, you need to slingshot with the gravity. But, or if you're too fast, you just, you just make a shape off and, yeah. and get a severe course cor decorrection and it fly into open up. space and die. There you go. So, like, this is what I mean. Like, that's what I mean, right? Like, yeah, we're taking when I'm saying, yeah, well, <laughs> no, we're also taking too much. Like, that's that's what I mean. Like, okay, like. The fact that we're using a rocket and we don't generate enough thrust so that we're using other planets and moons to slingshot to our destination seems to me a little early in the development of trying to colonize. That's that's what I wanted to get to is that like I think like we need to have a little bit more of a solid technology before you try to aim so high because like the, the danger is that um we we, we have might... nuclear we, we do yeah. have nuclear thrust systems okay they're not powerful enough to lift off from earth correct that's our main problem but they work out of space so basically yeah. we need to build it in space first then we equip it with nuclear it could thrust be the and last, then we're okay could be the last stage on a rocket right we have different stages like the starship you have the super heavy and the starship above so they would cut off the super heavy in stratosphere and then just fly with the starship and circle around and orbit the Earth or go further to moon. Now I really want to play Stellaris again. No, play Kerbal Space oh. Program too. <laughs> really? Build my own rocket. Yeah, build your rocket, try to... Try to leave Kerbin at first and then orbit Kerbin and then go to moon. Then land on moon and so on. Damn. I think Elon played that one a lot. Maybe, man. Maybe, man. Maybe he just got bored and was like, oh, this is a cool game. Let's build a company and make it happen. I mean, and like, it's not very... Programming 2 will have multiplayer in future. Okay, so we can compete going to Mars. Yep. Okay, first let me build a first let me build a, a zero point engine. Then we'll then we'll be talking. But I'm I'm quite curious what he's doing with SpaceX right now. It's not a commercial company. It's hundred percent funded by public funds. Right. Well, now, for like one. For one, billion. listen, listen, for one, I can tell you this, and he'll never say it and he'll never admit it. But if Elon Musk gets $2 billion contracts from NASA, I can also tell you that he gets huge contracts from Radeon, from Lockheed Martin, from all the good weapons developers in the United States that want to use his propulsion systems on their rockets. It's very simple. Or his carriers, like for the Starlink. Correct. Like, the, like, think about the fact of like how many years did it take the United States military to shoot up? I think it's like seventy or eighty GPS satellites, right? <laughs> now, now, what is he doing? He's putting up thirty-five thousand that can basically serve as GPS system. brothers fighting um, but yeah that that it's for me it's the like there is financial interest that he cannot share just just the same way as i guarantee you there's a lot of shit going on in the background of twitter where you don't even understand how much money he's truly making that he just is not able to disclose 
Like that's mm-hmm. a lot behind closed doors and you got to really think of like, who's interested in what is going on here. And like, yeah, you're right. Like this is another form of GPS. Like he, if you, if you control the entire day, like right now, 90, what is it? 85 or 90% of all data flow through the internet is through, through ground cables, massive ground cables for all the people that don't know this. It's not wireless. So if we're moving internet to wireless and you have the monopoly on the, the uh, 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 transmitter, you basically control the entire data flow of the planet. But I think there's one topic is missing. All these satellites are coming down someday. Yeah. Because they don't have the 100% stable orbit. Correct. And what if they are broken or their time is up? Yeah. They need to get down. Yeah. Or they're just floating <clears throat> in space and orbit Earth. So the whole space trash issue is right now quite big. To be it's honest, even dangerous for the ISS. Correct. Yeah, I hear all that. So uh, it's there's no gravity, and a little one millimeter tiny piece of metal is fast as a bullet, and it's really, really dangerous for all the inhabitants I of the think, space station. I think, to be honest. This is this is exactly what I'm referring to. That the amount of problem, like basically, it's I see it very much so like what he's doing with Tesla. It's great that you're developing the electric vehicle and you're a forerunner, but at the same rate, you're not giving an answer on how the electrical grids need to develop in order to sustain it. So you're just bringing one solution in the hope that other solutions will develop as a result, right? And so and like, what what should what do you do with the old batteries yeah well exactly so what, what well, do that's you do my, with broken that, cars yes yes but that's listen that's my point that's my point exactly he gives us one solution right which which is great and all but it doesn't consider the impact of the other solutions or the longevity of the problem right so this is what i was saying with respect to how what is the impact of us now suddenly increasing rocket travel into lower orbit on the planet on an industrial scale like right now we're still fucking around but let's say we're going to start colonizing when you start looking at that industrial and you're like have like 50 to 100 rockets fucking leaving the planet every fucking day like what does that do right like that's exactly where i was trying to go with it like it's nice and all but like to me it's like the typical problem of like, yeah, here we go. We made a little bit of an advancement in a certain technology. It looks good on paper right now. But when you start seeing the repercussions, you'd be like, shit. Yeah, but whoops. It's, that, that's humanity. You like yeah. to use yeah. the little gap you have to the other ones. Yeah. Because you're making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have the answers. To the problems your product is producing. But it's good for now. It solves another problem yeah, for now. It's just good for the moment. Yeah. It's good for the moment. Just like politics, just like financials, just like and and to be honest, that's maybe let's let's go back and round this whole whole thing up with this, right? Let's go back to the Kardashev scale and why we may not have seen it. And that is ultimately the great filter. Mm-hmm. And this is this is ultimately where maybe when you look at people like Elon Musk and what he's trying to do is you have to look at the fact that we as a species are at that very exact point where our society is getting technologically advanced enough to either make it or seriously break it. Very seriously break it. There's and, no comment from my side. Yeah, I know. It's a good <laughs> it's a good end, right? 
for all our listeners i hope i hope that's a good that's a good uh final word here to come on our premier english brabbling i want to say it's a good gonna do it yeah next week week, german next week german and the other one is again english excellent little pilot no we we have to spice it up right it's it's a spice spice in the soup yeah thank you very much thank you for our listeners if we may have any patreons patrick knows the address i still don't but i might pay for it the address for our patron is always in our show notes of course we gonna give you all the informations and links for our resources we used they're also in the show notes and, and as yeah. offer as offer to our listeners if there is curiosity i will always be able to rescript this into a, a, a german script and there is a really specific advantage to become a patron because you have access to our discord server and you can talk to us I don't know if that's worth it yet, but of course, <laughs> humble as always, humble as always, we are. Yeah, always the first. Thank you to our with... listeners. Yep, it was Thank a pleasure. It was a good one. I am shit afraid of space. I think Patrick <laughs> too, to some degree. Yeah. And I stay here. I'm not sure where it's all going, but let's hope we don't break it and we make it. By the way, we've never explained in English where I am living and you're living. Oh, you're in Toronto and I that am is correct. in Germany. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'm in a, I, I am our North American segment in the podcast. Patrick is our German counterpart uh, a couple of thousand kilometers away. Six, what was it? Five, six, six thousand five hundred? Six thousand eight hundred and fifty-one kilometers. See, this he can remember, and so much stupid stuff I remember. That's why Anyhow. we don't move anywhere else. No, it's too stationary. Yep. Love you all. Thank you all for listening. Have a Thank wonderful you. weekend. Bye, Rob. Bye, Patrick.